Greetings. My name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Changed My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Every individual making these choices today will help create a legacy of good health and wellness for the next generation. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who have experienced awesome changes with the plant-based lifestyle. We'll also feature other amazing individuals whose voices help with our mission. Today, we're talking to a man who gained the energy and confidence to run after his dreams and tackle all of his goals after losing over 100 pounds. Ryan Van Butte says the momentum began after he switched to a plant-based vegan diet. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's his story. here with Ryan Van Butte, a plant-powered ultra runner who is passionate about living an authentic life and pursuing outdoor adventures. We are so thrilled to have him here to talk about how a plant-based diet has changed his life. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start by learning a little bit about you, where you're from, and where you're located now. Sure. Um, So I was born and raised in northwest Iowa, Uh, lived there a majority of my life. Uh, and then recently, a couple of years ago, I moved to Fort Collins, Colorado, and that's where I currently am. Yes. And it's beautiful there. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes. So can you tell us about what the, what the, what is the vegan culture like in that area? Um, so where I grew up in Northwest Iowa is basically non-existent right now. Um, it is growing though, since I left, but, uh, there it's a very like meat and potatoes type of place um very into the standard american diet um colorado is definitely a, a lot better there in fort collins there's actually a couple uh vegan restaurants and uh with boulder colorado being so close as well um there's just plenty of options and of course there's options in denver so um a lot more vegans out in colorado but it's it's always been great just to run into people and i've always been surprised at how many people there are just kind of hiding away if you will in northwest Mm -hmm. iowa so what's your favorite place to eat there um in fort collins there's a restaurant uh called tasty harmony um, that is probably my favorite restaurant, uh, to eat. My partner and I, we go there frequently and we just really have tried almost everything on the menu. So, so it's, it's really great. Mm-hmm. It's fun to go there. I have to put that on my list whenever I get in that direction one day. <laughs> oh, for sure. If, and when you get there, if you like Rubens, they have, they have a great Ruben there. And so. Yeah. Yeah. We love sandwiches. So how long have you been plant-based vegan? How did that, this whole journey start? Yeah. So I've been a plant-based vegan for uh, a little over six years now. Um, 
So the way that started for me was like really everybody else, I was kind of just always trying to like be more healthy and like lose some weight. I went, I was back in college and whatnot. And the way I kind of stumbled upon this lifestyle was I was watching like documentaries and I stumbled across on Netflix Forks Over Knives and I watched it and I've always been just like really fascinated with research and whatnot. So I thought, why not just try this experiment? And the worst that can happen is that I would just go back eating what I was eating before. So um, literally the next day I started eating like plant-based the the best that I could at that time while continuing to like learn and whatnot so I got a couple books Mm -hmm. I got the engine 2 diet and really just kind of dove into it head first and just followed a bunch of recipes and so I was really surprised um didn't really go into it thinking like I'm gonna go in and lose all this weight and whatnot but I really like just started having all of this energy and I felt myself becoming more and more confident and so like I was at the gym like five to seven times a week and then really like within nine months I had this like complete transformation I like to tell people and really just like had it that um not only did I like almost come out of a like a cocoon like a butterfly and was like more confident and whatnot but like physically I ended up losing uh 120 pounds so it was it was pretty great wow that's a lot yeah and um I had like asthma as a child um and so like I never ran and whatnot so like I was feeling so good that I was like I'm gonna do something and like I've seen, like I was pushing my body and just really seeing it respond. And so I was like, I wonder what else I could do. And I, I kind of kept coming back to like running. So I started mm-hmm. training for like my first 5k and like I was able to accomplish that. And I ran at that time, the furthest that I ever ran, uh, running that 5k. And it just kind of like, I, I kind of just like kept going and seeing like what I could do and whatnot and that's really kind of how like this this journey started wow so would you say like so after those those first nine months you said you started feeling like really the effects of it more energy and then you started running so was it pretty much uh, like within a year or so that you started seeing like the weight come off or was it more quickly oh yeah no so it was more quickly um I noticed I noticed a change like right away like um really like within the first couple of weeks I noticed like my energy um I wasn't really like it's really like everything that everybody says mm-hmm. um like I wasn't getting sore I could recover a lot faster so I was literally like at the gym some nights uh in the night and then I was there the next morning and I was completely fine Um, so I noticed that energy pick up right away and I started feeling good. I didn't really notice, um, like losing a lot of weight until like people started commenting on it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I think that was for sure. Like people, if I remember correctly, 
people started commenting on like uh if I've been losing weight like probably a few months in and then I started weighing myself because more and more people kept asking and then really like nine months in was when I've lost when I lost uh, uh the total of like 110 pounds or whatnot and wow and so um yeah and I've been at that weight really like ever since so it's been it's been good I think I kind of hit my hit my weight that I'm supposed to be at so mm-hmm. so what are some of the as you were starting out and you know everybody has this you have your tradition traditions of in traditional ways of eating and the things you used to go to for like breakfast lunch and dinner what how did that change what were you eating like when you made that switch yeah so I really just um I was really like for breakfast for instance I was eating just kind of like cold cereal and like milk um of course and so like reading like the book I uh, the engine 2 diet I really just like switched into just having oatmeal mm-hmm. and using like uh almond milk and just really incorporating like frozen berries and just trying stuff that I hadn't really tried before and like I just really responded that way um and then I just really used a lot of like the recipes that they that they had um which were really cool like obviously like I had a lot of burgers and so like I found some recipes for like plant-based burgers and I'm a really big pizza lover uh so I just found uh, through like engine two diet and just kind of searching for other recipes on the internet. I found just like plant-based, uh, pizzas, uh, recipes that I really just like used and just kind of went, went that route and just really kept to like, um, eating like as many fruits and vegetables as possible, as close to their natural state as I could. And, also really just incorporated like pasta dishes so that was really like my main my main things and having different types of uh rice and beans dishes too Mm -hmm. so how did your family and friends respond to your lifestyle switch so that's that's a funny story um so a lot of people because um i was kind of away at college and i lived about like i grew up about an hour a little over an hour from where I was going to college at the time and I um my family didn't really like say too much they noticed that I was uh changing and whatnot and the couple times that I visited them I it's almost like I didn't have that connection in my brain but it was like right away they knew they knew my family knew right away because uh, I went back home and they kind of had like the same things that they always had growing up, like uh, eggs for breakfast and, and whatnot. And so like without thinking, I I had that that one time and I just got like sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they knew like something was up um, <laughs> with that. And so my mom, of course, asked me, she's like, so what's, what's going on? And so I told her and they were like, Oh, cool. And of course, like they told me this later that, uh, right away, they thought it was just kind of a phase <laughs> that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but then like when they told me this, uh, they said, 
well, we obviously see that it's your lifestyle now. And so they thought it was cool uh, and whatnot because they knew they knew as well like how much like research and planning and stuff that I did too. Mm-hmm. So um, friends and like uh, people from the area where I grew up, the small town where I grew up, uh, they actually thought that I had like cancer or eating disorder oh, wow. um, that didn't know me so oh, well. So I was like, whoa. Um, so that was kind of a surprise. And so I had to kind of like set some people straight with that and, and whatnot. But, uh, but now, uh, basically everybody like that I knew growing up and whatnot, like they know like that I'm, that I'm a plant-based vegan and everything now. So it just took some, just, it's just kind of a concept back then, especially like six years ago that nobody really was a vegan or they didn't talk about it. So it's kind of a foreign concept. Yes, yes. And it's it's amazing how far how much things have changed in that in that time like from today from back then there's been a lot of progress made. Oh yeah, for sure. So how has the plant-based lifestyle like impacted how you navigate social situations? Yeah. Has it been easy? Has it been difficult? Um, I would say 6 years in, I I'm starting to feel like a little bit more of like a comfortable and a veteran handling social situations to be completely honest when I first went vegan I was like I was so afraid um to like even go into social situations because of course like I don't want to go to a restaurant and like kind of make make a fuss or whatever and like and whatnot Mm -hmm. so I would always really just like I found myself like right away in the beginning declining going out uh for different social situations and whatnot or i would like eat before and like have like a salad and not have like any dressing and or just have like some type of like vinegar dressing and and everything um but as i've gotten more and more comfortable with stuff if i go out to a restaurant with friends that might not be a vegan restaurant i look ahead to see like what I can have and um, I do that and then I also just I'm also just really comfortable and not afraid to just ask at the table if things are vegan or if they can be made vegan or if they have like dairy in it at all because people don't always know like what that is in the restaurants Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I do that and for the most part um I've also if I'm like going over to like friends' houses or whatnot and they're not vegan, I just ask if I can like kind of bring my own dish or bring like a like a plate of vegetables or something like that, like carrots, celery, stuff and and then yeah, I'm usually fine now. So uh but yeah, for the most part there was definitely like right away in the beginning there was a lot of fear behind it, but now I'm now I'm completely comfortable. Yes, that's good. So you talked about, you know, when you first made the switch, you had so much energy and you, you started running and you completed your first 5K. How do you go from doing your first 5K to becoming an ultra runner? Like, <laughs> uh, how did that connection happen? Well, like there was, there was definitely some space in between that. But I, um, <laughs> I moved to in between that I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota um and which is still about like a little over an hour from where I grew up but um 
I was always like looking for something like a community to plug into Mm -hmm. uh, after I was done with college there. And so I, I've always loved like riding bicycle. So um, I was kind of like looking for ways to like do that. And I was like riding my bicycle and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But to be completely honest, I was like a little lazy um, and I wasn't like really like running at the time. So I was also like a little lazy, like, and I didn't want to carry my bike down three flights of stairs because I lived on a third floor apartment. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like I had a friend or a couple friends that were doing this uh, sprint triathlon and they asked me if I wanted to do it. And it was like something I had never done. And it was like a 500 yard swim uh, 15 mile bike ride and then a 5k. I was like, Hey, I've done all those stuff before. Why not try it all together? So it was kind of like a last minute thing. And, um, doing that kind of like awoken something in me. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kind of like, again, with that community, I was just kind of looking for more things. And there's a, there's a running store in Sioux Falls, uh, 605 running company, and they had uh, Wednesday night group runs. And so I went there. I just gave it a shot. And I went a couple times and started running. And I was like, hey, this is this is pretty fun to like run with other people. And so I kind of got into it more. And then I'm like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something really big. Um, really only running a couple 5Ks in my life. And I was like, I'm going to do a marathon. So I started training for a marathon um, ran my first half marathon in Minneapolis, Minnesota on January 1st. Uh, and I think that, that was, uh, 2017. And so, uh, I was doing that as part of my training cycle, got into running some marathons. I did my first marathon, uh, did my second marathon later that year. Uh, and just was just really fell in love with it and everything. And so I kept, again, through that whole like lens of wanting to push my body and more and more, um, just wanted to see like what I could accomplish. And so I was always feeling really good. And then I moved out to Colorado here and I was like, okay, I'm in Colorado. There's trails everywhere. I really, really, really want to try an ultra marathon. Now I've been like following all these ultra marathoners on Instagram and Facebook. And so like, and I've read a couple books by a couple other, uh, vegan ultra runners like Scott Jurek, uh, and Rich Roll and whatnot. And so I'm really just like steeped in the culture and I'm like, I got to try it. So, mm-hmm. um, I really just decided to, um, go for it again. And it was like, another thing to kind of push my body because right before I moved out here, um, I ran my last marathon that I've done and I kind of injured myself. So I was out for like a while, like kind of rehabbing that, like a minor injury. And so I just, it was just one of those things again, that I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, worked with a friend who was a coach from that 605 running company. And he coached me virtually and really just helped me just get into ultra running. And then, uh, June of 2019, I ran my first ultra marathon and, and then it was just, it was, it was really hard, (laughs) um, running of running a 50 
kilometer race. Um, but it was still something I, every time I'm always so proud and energized. Of, uh, and so it was just something that that's just kind of how my trajectory went. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's amazing. Um, so I have to ask, when you're when you're a plant-based athlete a lot of times people they assume that you can't do certain things <laughs> if you're not eating you know animal proteins right. so can you talk about like some of the things that as a runner what are you what are you eating to to fuel your yourself um especially like on those really long runs yeah so like i mean really long runs like while i'm doing it i'll have I try and like keep as like natural fuel in my body as possible. Um, so there's like this, uh, there are these, there's a couple of these companies that have like these, basically these energy gels because you expend a lot of glycogen when you run and uh, like electrolytes. So it really helps put that in back into your body. So there's, um, these companies that have like these chia seeds and like this uh fruit puree uh ones that are just in these nice little um packets that you can just carry along with you and those are a lot of times what i use to fuel um i've also ran with dates before and those have really those have served me well um and th that's what i use during a long run but like outside of it, then I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like devouring just like rice and bean, like bowls with like different types of veggies in it. And I'm really not doing anything different than what I've done in the past. And I've had a lot of people like ask me like, so where, like, where do you get your protein if you're not like, um, if you're not eating like meat or whatever, you know, like the, the typical, uh, question that everybody asks the vegan. And then I always like to tell them like, I get it from like the, I heard it said, and I love it that I get it from like the primary source. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I'm like, I get it from plants. And so they're like, Oh, well, do you track this? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, that's kind of also the reason why I love eating a vegan diet because as long as I eat like a diverse amount of stuff, I don't really like worry about it. So, um, so yeah, that's really kind of like what I do. If anything, like I load up on a lot of like, I eat a lot of beans and rice, uh, combination bowls and everything. So that's really how I fuel throughout training and stuff a lot. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, that's, I like that. You get your protein from primary sources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. Cause when you think about it, like the, the cows and stuff, they're all eating plants. Right. So bypass the middleman. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was great when I heard that. I can't, I can't claim coming up with that myself, but I heard it. I don't remember who I heard it from, but I heard it and I'm like, oh, I'm using this. So I, lo I love it. I use it all the time now when people ask me. Yeah, that's a good one. And I like, too, that, um, you know, like you think about the, the huge, powerful animals like, you know, gorillas and apes and they're all eating. They're all eating plants. They're they're huge and powerful and nobody's questioning them about their diet. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think the same thing. So, yes. So what advice would you give for somebody who's thinking about switching to a plant-based lifestyle? Yeah. Um, 
Well, whenever I've had people ask me and, and whatnot, because I've been somebody that made the switch right away and I understand like how overwhelming that could be. I'm just like, you don't have to like switch everything is what I tell people like right away. Take baby steps, uh, whatever is comfortable for you, whether it's going vegan one meal a day or doing even as little as like changing your milk, having instead of having cow's milk, having like uh, soy milk or almond milk or oat milk or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's really like what I tell people. It's not a contest. Just do what you can because the whole point is so that you stick with it. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, cause every like everybody's journey is going to be different, and different people have different personality types and how they handle things. And I, I think sometimes people can feel overwhelmed when they think like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to stop eating everything that I that I love to eat." And really, it's not like a all 100 percent thing. Like you don't have to just jump in at one time. Right. So. We like the baby steps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've told people and stuff, too, like, it takes time. Like, it's it's usually about um, around, like, a couple weeks and your palate will change. Um, and so you might be craving some stuff here and there. But for me, at least, it took me a couple weeks and then my palate changed. And now, like, people have always asked me, too, like, oh, don't you just, like, crave, like, a, a a burger and I was like no I don't ever crave a burger at yeah. all anymore yeah yeah and and now nowadays it's kind of like the the alternatives are so good that is it's kind of it's kind of hard to have like cravings for things when there's a good substitute I think right so what so you you recently wrote your first book right yeah, yeah. Do you want to so, talk about that? How did that come about? You're like, you're, oh, comp- sure. you're smashing all these goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um had this, I was inspired by my friend. Uh, she wrote a book of poetry. And so I had always, it's been on something on my bucket list for a long time that it was what I wanted to do was write a book. And I didn't know what it was. Um, but it was just on my list for years and years and years. And so when I saw like my friend wrote a book of poetry, of course, I was really interested, um, and asked her like how she did it. It, Like, because I always thought you had to go through a publishing company and she was like, no, I self published it and stuff. And I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. And so every day for like the past, um, two years now I've written, uh, a gratitude list and it's a list of 10 things that morning that I've just really just thought about some of the first 10 things that come to mind and I write them down I've shared them on my Instagram account and so that was really like the inspiration for this book so I went through and I've like saved either photos or uh, pages of those gratitude lists and I went through to just see if they're like uh, ones that were kind of like repeated. And so I used them as uh, topics for like my own poetry book. And so like I took each and they were like uh, the titles of my poetry book. And then I just kind of like did some like free form thinking and just kind of wrote 
like what I thought, what came to mind when I just sat with that um, either name or thing and just kind of wrote about my feelings towards it and took 30 of those and put them into a small little book and uh, just self-published it. So I, I was able to cross that little little project off my list and was able to publish my first poetry book. That's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, it's thank like you. Yeah, I, I love how you you're like you have these goals and you just kinda go through and you tackle them. How do you how do you stay inspired? Like what's your no fail go to when you need inspiration? Um, so I have, I have a few like role models that like I'll listen to, I, I mentioned him before, but, uh, ritual, like I listen to his podcast all the time. Uh, it's really something for me that like, I'll listen to his podcast and I'll get inspired a lot. Um, I have a couple other, a couple other role models as well that are kind of more like, um, just big names that are out in the world like Jesse Itzler um and then also just like Gary Vaynerchuk as well like I'll watch some of his YouTube videos and I'll get really inspired but um most of the time like if I'm also down I'll just kind of just uh see like what my friends are doing because I've really done a good job that I've uh, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of great people and just seeing like what they're doing just like really pulls me out of uh, times when I'm unmotivated and helps put me back on that track of motivation. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, one of the uh, rich roles, one that, that we have on our downloads too. That's, oh, cool. a, that's a good one for people to start with. He's, he's an ultra runner too, right? Yep. Yep. He, uh, he did a lot of um, ultra run, uh, ultra marathons. He did this, uh, like, he did this Ironman. And he also did this, like, triathlon, which is, like, called the Ultraman. I'm not exactly sure the distances, but I know it's, like, way longer than uh, an Ironman. So he he's quite an accomplished ultra athlete. Mm-hmm. And I love that he started, like, he started when he was in his 40s, I think. Yeah. So it's like, like, you know, it's like a lot of times people think they're, it's too late to do things, but it's never too late. No, no, <laughs> never too late. You can always, you can always just start. And so like, that's some advice that I've, that I've heard uh, from a couple of my role models and stuff that I follow. And it's just like, just start. doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Just start no matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. So I just take that to heart. Yes. So what's the next thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? Um, so I was earlier this year, I finished up my, um, yoga or yoga teacher certification. So I can now, uh, I can now be a yoga instructor. So my hope is, and I'm working through that, uh, really trying to develop like this, uh, YouTube yoga channel. Um, I kind of have been like looking and stuff and I think, that it would be great. I'm not super, super flexible, but I think that that's awesome. I think it would make yoga a lot more approachable for different, for different people. So my hope is Mm -hmm. to really just like, uh, put out a yoga channel and 
just kind of work on that and incorporate different types of meditation at the end and stuff as well. So that's my next goal. Yes. And I'm sure you'll be on that and completing that soon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in the planning stages and, and whatnot right now. So um hoping to, uh, I've got some supplies and everything. So I'm just kind of working through uh, getting myself. It's been a little bit since I've uh, since I've taught anybody, since I'm still relatively new, so still working through that building up that confidence and, and writing up different um, yoga sessions and everything. But yeah, I'm hoping in for sure by the end of the year to at least get some stuff on paper and so I can start recording. And once I get a bunch, then I'll, then I'll start publishing those live and start advertising that. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So how can people connect with you and learn more about everything you're doing? Yeah. So um, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, my handle on Instagram is my name. It's Ryan, R-Y-A-N dot Van Vute, uh, V-A-N-V-U-G-T. And um, that's where I'm most active. Um, really, every day at least, I'll in my stories, I'll post my gratitude list Um that's where you can really kind of see like what I'm about um, with everything that I'm kind of up to that I've that I take pictures of. Um, otherwise, yeah, I hope to. It's on my list as well with like um, posting this YouTube channel is to get my own website going, but that's still in the works. So the best place right now would be Instagram, I'd say. Okay. And is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to add? Um, no, I think just like what you guys are doing is just great. And I always love connecting with, uh, like-minded plant-based vegans. So what you're doing is important. And so I wanted to thank you as well, just for giving me the opportunity to just come on and share my story. I love, I love talking about my journey and I love hearing about other people's journeys. So, um, this is, this is great. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story. You, I love everything you're doing and looking forward to seeing everything you accomplish next. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Ryan, for chatting with us. You've really accomplished some amazing feats, and uh, we're looking forward to that yoga channel popping up pretty soon. So. so in today's pantry makeover segment, we want to talk about some basic pantry items to have on hand for turning traditional desserts into plant-based vegan desserts. First are plant-based milks. Oat milk, coconut milk, almond milk, hemp milk. There's even banana milk. The options are plentiful nowadays. Just try them out and see which one's the best for you. Eggs. Eggs. You can have a baking life without eggs. Can you imagine? Well, I didn't before I actually tried it. You can use ground up flax or chia seeds to replace eggs. We've also used something called aquafaba, which is the liquid left over from cooked chickpeas. You can also use the liquid from canned chickpeas if you want it in a pinch. And we'll leave links for more information on this in the show notes. Now, one thing everyone knows about baking is that you got to have butter. But it's time to reconstruct that type of thinking. 
What you can do is swap out butter for plant-based butter, or you can use coconut oil, or you can go oil-free and use applesauce or other types of pureed fruit to replace the oil in baking. So one of the things I was concerned about before I went vegan is having milk chocolate again. And I have to tell you that it does exist. Um, Vegan milk chocolate is in the grocery stores. There's also vegan dark chocolate. And chocolate chips are one of the things that we use a lot in baking. And we like the Enjoy Life brand. We've also found stores like H-E-B, Central Market, and Kroger also have organic vegan store brands that are also soy-free. So check those out and make your chocolate chip cookies all over again. Now, when you're looking for sweeteners, make sure you look for organic cane sugar or you can go for coconut sugar or maple. We also like to use pureed dates as a sweetener in our recipes. And do you need some whipped cream on top of your pumpkin pie? You can whip up coconut cream for the same effect. And speaking of pies, the first time I had vegan cheesecake, I was floored. I didn't think that that was possible, but it's actually better than the real thing. You can use cashews and coconut milk to recreate that same creaminess. Recently, we've been seeing vegan marshmallows in stores. Now, we haven't tried them yet, but nonetheless, if you did want to recreate your grandmother's sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top or do some s'mores or some Rice Krispie treats for the children, uh, you can do it. You got the option now, so look out for that. Now, we hope this gives you some ideas going into the holiday season. If you do feel inspired to try out some vegan baked goods, hit us up. Let us know how it turned out. We love to hear about your new vegan creations. Do you have a question or an idea for a future segment? We want to hear from you. Just send us your question through the contact us link on plantschangemylife.com. We love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet and want to invite you to join us in the movement. So make today the day you grab a Plants Change My Life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love. Check out our new colors and styles. Just visit plantschangemylife.com and click on merch. Your purchase helps us carry out our mission. You can also help by sharing the podcast with others, leaving feedback, and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. We truly appreciate your support. Thank you for listening into the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangeMyLife.com. Respect and always remember when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.